Jared, I just got you here for a minute and I uh, appreciate all the work you've been putting into the green coffee education column that we have on roastwestcoast.com uh, presented by Asaya Say Coffee Source, which is your coffee importing business and a, a premier place for especially Southern Californian roasters to go and get their coffee beans. You've been in this business since 2008, uh, I think you mentioned on one of our chats. Yes. My question for you today has nothing to do with green coffee, but has more to do with you, which is why is coffee important to you? What? Why does this industry appeal to you? I thought I avoided this at SCA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, when I first got into coffee in 2008, as you mentioned, it was as a barista and I was coming off a job at McDonald's. So anything but McDonald's <laughs> is kind of what I thought at the time. No, I actually really appreciate my time at McDonald's, to be honest. But In, in retrospect. In retrospect, exactly. <laughs> and one year was plenty of time to learn what I needed to learn there. But I started as a barista um, mostly because of the flexibility of the job. You know, I was able to work at 5 a.m. and be off at 1 p.m. and then go to school from, you know, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m., which I can't believe that we do that when we're young, but that's what we do. Could not do that now. <laughs> so as I was working there, I was exposed to green coffee for the first time and was able to take a look at kind of behind the scenes of how the coffee gets to roasters, which we've talked about before, right, in our supply chain conversations. And I don't I don't know how to explain it other than it kind of made me think about coffee a lot differently. I, I suddenly realized just how complicated it was and how many different people are involved in getting coffee from, you know, basically getting coffee to someone's cup, which is all I was familiar with at the time. And I really wanted to learn more about that. As I started getting into green coffee and working for a coffee importer and learning more and more about it, it became clear that the coffee industry itself was definitely large enough to support me in a career path, which before, you know, I was just doing using coffee as a flexible job for going to school, right? I did not mm -hmm. go to school for coffee. And not only that, but it was also exposing me to international cultures and people and you know, this product, we could speak the same language about the coffee, but be from totally opposite sides of the world, have a very different culture, maybe different, you know, religious views. And that was actually what I was going to school for. And so that was uh, interesting to me and kind of kept me intrigued and continues to keep me really hooked on coffee. I love, I love being able to work with people from all over um, and not just producers, but roasters too. You know, I work with roasters in California to New York to Canada, and I work with producers from Latin America to Africa to Asia. And I get to have conversations with all of those people every day. And I learn a lot, you know, I get to share a lot too. Yeah. I, I think it's the diversity and the kind of common ground, you know, like, 
like we're all all these people are very different from each other but yet we can all work together and remain friends and you know a lot of these people have become friends you know i offer my home to vendors and customers right people stay with me and that's all from coffee it's kind of amazing i'll have to keep that in mind when our lease comes up <laughs> jared that was a very beautiful answer i really appreciate it and i've, I've asked you this but maybe two years ago, you know, you've become someone that I consider a friend uh, over the dozens of episodes that we've chatted and you've been teaching me things. You know, I feel very My much pleasure, like a student uh, with you. And I know I'm going to go back. I don't honestly remember, but uh, if you're going to go out tomorrow and visit one of these local roasters that I know you supply great beans to, what are you going to order? Black coffee. <laughs> I'll, order, I'll order drip coffee, most likely. Except on the weekends, I'll get a, <laughs> on the weekends, I'll get a, it's essentially a mocha as they love to charge me for, but you know, <laughs> very little chocolate, very little chocolate. <laughs> uh, I'll try to order a latte with little chocolate and they say, you mean a mocha? It's like, all right, I charge <laughs> you for all the chocolate. Then. <laughs> hey, you know what? Somebody made that chocolate. That chocolate started on a farm somewhere. They got to get that uh, extra money. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Jared, thank you for that answer and for all of your time and just willingness to share with me uh, both on and off the show and in these green coffee columns that we've been doing. My pleasure. Pleasure is mine. uh, And we're going to send everyone to HaseaCoffee.com if they want to learn more. Thanks, Ryan. This podcast is a listener and reader-supported creative effort. Some amazing listeners and readers have chosen the paid subscription to the Roast West Coast newsletter, which you can find on roastwestcoast.com. They are part of a growing community of people who appreciate craft coffee, learning about coffee, and being inspired by the guests on this show. This show doesn't survive without their support. So if you are able, and this show has been going pretty well with your morning mug of your favorite cup of coffee, please subscribe to the paid newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for drinking good coffee.